In the last years of his life, Jung's communication shows repeated concern for the earth, its future, and the individual's role. The world today, he wrote, hangs by a thin thread, and that is the psyche of man. A change in the attitude of the individual can bring about a renewal in the spirit of nations. The whole future, the whole history of the world, ultimately springs as a gigantic summation from these hidden sources in individuals. In our most private and subjective lives, we are not only the passive witnesses of our age and its sufferers, but also its makers. We make our epoch. We are living in what the Greeks called the right moment for a metamorphosis of the gods. This peculiarity of our time, which is certainly not of our conscious choosing, is the expression of the unconscious man within us who is changing. Today we are faced with the problem of the general moral backwardness which has failed to keep pace with our scientific, technical and social progress. Happiness and contentment, equability of mind and meaningfulness of life, these can be experienced only by the individual and not by a state, which on the one hand is nothing but a convention agreed to by independent individuals, and on the other continually threatens to paralyse and suppress the individual. The social and political circumstances of the time are certainly of considerable significance, but their importance has been boundlessly overestimated insofar as they are taken for the sole deciding factors. In this respect, all our social goals commit the error of overlooking the psychology of the person for whom they are intended. Everything now depends on man. Immense power of destruction is given into his hands. And the question is whether he can resist the will to use it and can temper his will with the spirit of love and wisdom. He will hardly be able to do so on his own resources. Just as man as a social being cannot in the long run exist without a tie to the community. So the individual will never find the real justification for his existence and his own spiritual and moral autonomy anywhere, except in an extra mundane principle capable of relativizing the overpowering influence of external factors. The individual who is not anchored in God can offer no resistance on his own resources to the physical and moral blandishments of the world. For this he needs the evidence of inner transcendent experience which alone can protect him from the otherwise inevitable submersion in the mass. We have become participants of the divine life and we have to assume a new responsibility. 
man's relationship to God probably has to undergo a certain important change. Instead of the propitiating praise to an unpredictable king or the child's prayer to a loving father, the responsible living and fulfilling of the divine love in us will be our form of worship of and commerce with God. His goodness means grace and light, and his dark side the terrible temptation of power. Man has already received so much knowledge that he can destroy his own planet. Let us hope that God's good spirit will guide him in his decisions because it will depend on man's decision whether God's creation will continue. Nothing shows more drastically than this possibility how much of divine power has come within reach of man.